Welcome to another CL Food Innovation bonus episode of the Food Professor Podcast. Savannah and I were thrilled to be the official podcast of the CL Food Innovation trade show held in Montreal in April. For many, the first in-person event since the COVID era began two years ago. We had the opportunity to meet and get to know many food innovators and entrepreneurs, creators and makers in the many facets of the food industry. These are their stories. Sean, welcome to the Food Professor Podcast. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks for joining us, uh, Sylvan and I, in the uh, Food Professor Podcast here live at uh, the Seattle Show in Montreal. Sylvan, how are you this morning? <laughs> I'm Seattle. <laughs> you are 16 times. This is your 16th time here. Yeah, no, actually, it's, it, it has evolved. I mean, uh, I, I'm actually quite uh, surprised by the traffic, to be honest. I've post-COVID, uh, my expectations weren't honestly very high, but I was... Uh, I've been pleased so far. I don't know about you. Have you seen a lot of traffic? Yeah, we've uh, we've had some really good traffic. Lots of questions and stuff. We uh, we won the innovation award. Hardware, right, congratulations! Yeah. Doing some hardware. Uh, yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Um, so that's really helped drive some some traffic to our booth mm-hmm. and lots of questions and everything. So it's been really? a very positive experience for us. And you're you're not just new to Seattle. You're new. Period. Right. Oh, uh, we're new. Period. Yeah. We just uh, we went commercial uh, June fifteenth of twenty twenty one. Wow. So we're not even a year old. Yeah, and just trying to grow as fast as we can and get in front of people and get the word out. What we do is different, um, mm-hmm. so it takes a little bit of education with people yeah. somewhat, And um, but the response has been really good. All right, t- let's start with your origin story. Tell us about yourself and, and how you came to sit here in front of us uh, yeah. in the studio today. Yeah, so um, uh, Sean Leggett, president and founder of Ground Up Eco Ventures. Um, I come from a different industry completely. I spent 23 years in oil and gas in Alberta. Um, I see the natural transition. Yeah, it just it flows together, yeah. right? It, um, is that an oil and gas uh, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. exactly. See, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you'll never you'll never leave that. Yeah. Well, and I'm still involved. I'm in oil a little bit. It's just coffee oil now. So ah. we, um, um, I discovered circular economies and the principles of upcycling about three years ago. Fascinating. Mm. Um, just thought it was amazing, and I thought there was so much opportunity, and it just makes sense. I think from the, just the upcycling thing. USA is actually just down the street here. Yeah, they yeah, I'm well aware there. of the Upcycle yeah. Food Network. Yeah. You bet. And uh, I've seen lots of things going on globally. Um, didn't see a lot happening locally, and so I, I saw an opportunity, and I thought it was just there's so many positives to it. What it does as far as sustainability, what it provides as far as nutritional food. Like we, so we have superfoods right in our own backyard, and you know we're not taking advantage of that. So now, are you are yeah. you like an engineer by training? What's your? I'm a I'm a tech. I'm a technologist mm-hmm. uh, by training. So I have lots of operational experience, understand processes. So we did a lot of testing on our on the uh, kitchen island, like all good entrepreneurs do. Right. Now. Okay. Um, figured out some things um, on a very small scale, and then rolled the dice and spent some money on some really big equipment spent mm. a lot of money on some really big equipment <laughs> and uh and just went from there because there's nothing purpose-built for what we do right on right on so tell me tell me what and so van upcycling t- talk to us about upcycling is a big trend well, actually or... i was going to ask you so from your point of view sean what how do you how would you describe to our listeners what is upcycling in, in the food business in particular because upcycling is known in other sectors of our economy but what does it mean to you in the food sector uh what it means to me in the food sector is taking advantage um of those byproducts that we're we're 
firmly thought of as, as waste and, and proving the value within those byproducts and taking everything from a full life cycle um, and, and getting every last, um, every last dollar yep. out of that feedstock, right? We, we spend a lot. Obviously, food waste is very front and center on people's minds mm-hmm. as a global problem on emissions. Uh, so I just think, you know, looking at things differently and understanding those and, uh, and what the benefits of those products are, are, are huge. So upcycling is just simply taking something that was considered waste and, and turning it into a, a product of higher value. Yeah, and today we're recording this session during, uh, it is Earth Day today, mm. and uh, we're celebrating, of course, uh, Mother Earth. And from a food perspective, of course, the big talk is about food waste. Uh, mm-hmm. do, you, do you think that upcycling will actually get more traction in the future? Uh, <laughs> I sure hope so. Because <laughs> actually, you know what? Uh, I, sometimes I talk about upcycling and they go, oh, you know, it's waste. So why would you give a is life Is that a stigma? To, would you yeah. consider that some, a stigma that you fight with, as well as a process? And, with some people, right? Mm-hmm. Some people are, you know, when it comes to the coffee grounds especially, people are like, well, I just throw mine out. It's, it's waste. And, and I always come back and like, well, it's waste because we waste it. That's mm-hmm. the only reason it is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's no economic utility. But there is. No perceived, oh, yeah. econo- perceived economic yeah. utility. And that's one thing I don't think people understand. So we, in 2021, we imported roughly 300,000 metric tons of coffee, made coffee, and we throw it out. Some people sprinkle it in their gardens. For the most part, it ends up in landfill. Yeah. So every metric ton creates 340 cubic meters of methane gas. Hmm. So 340 times 300,000 is a really big number. Right, um, and food processing is twenty percent of the waste food waste in Canada. So, just with some creative thinking, with some technology development and such, you could eliminate twenty percent of the food waste in Canada, mm-hmm. which makes a huge um, impact huge on the huge environment. Right, right, right. And it's all, you know, brewing beer makes barley a superfood. And you have to look at those nutritional aspects. Hmm. You end up with uh, something that's 50%, almost 50% fiber, 20% protein, antioxidants, prebiotics, iron, calcium, the works. So instead of importing from, you know, superfoods from somewhere around the world, like Dr. Oz has made them millions telling us what to eat and may- maybe become a senator based on uh, that nonsense too. <laughs> we can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, so they tell us about a superfood, and then we go mow down the, the jungles of Borneo and <laughs> stuff <laughs> to grow a bunch go of Go kill it. the superfood source. Right yeah, now. and we have, we have it right in our own backyard, so you yeah. just, have to, just have to think about it differently. Well, let, let's talk about your product. So uh, I visited your booth, so share with mm-hmm. the listeners what all of this comes to from a consumer and trade perspective. Sure, so um, I guess our base stuff, our base products are, um, are nutrient-dense flours uh, made from... Uh, spent grain from the process of brewing beer and spent coffee grounds. Hmm. Uh, we take those products and we process them into those nutrient-dense flours. Coffee's a little bit different because we actually extract the oil out of coffee first, which is great for skin care, hair care, has tons of benefits. Yeah, to I it. saw you had an eyedropper and putting it on people's skin. I was like, I was very intrigued. Yeah, so coffee oil is, uh, and it's 100% oil, there's no carrier or anything. It's 100, um, really high in essential fatty acids. It's 21% vitamin E. And has caffeine in it. So it stimulates blood flow, it uh, moisturizes your skin, strengthens your hair. Hmm. Um, it actually can stimulate hair growth. 
you can find online. So a lot of people with you know thinning hair, male right. pattern baldness, all that. Really? Into shampoo. You I'm, might. Look, I'm looking around at, at all of us. I think uh, me mostly. I get the receding <laughs> right back there. I use it every day. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to be a good looking bald there guy, you know. so I, I'm fighting it with everything you're, I you're got. You're the model of your own product. Exactly. <laughs> well, you got a nice head of hair on you, so I guess it works pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Walking model. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the flower. So, how do you take this all to market? So, you've you've won this award. Clearly, yep. uh, the industry here, represented by Cialis, said, "Wow, this is something interesting." Mm-hmm. You're, so, what are your next steps? How are you taking this to market? I saw some packaging. Tell us where you are in your process. Um, so, to date, it's just been trying to knock on doors, attending markets, trying to educate people and grocery buyers and, and mm-hmm. things too. Mm-hmm. Um, the benefit here is that we can talk right straight to distributors. Yeah. So we have our packaging. Um, we just everything's fully bilingual, so we can go coast to coast. You're all set to go from that. It's perspective. just getting, and it's just you know, it's finding those distributors, those grocery stores, and everything that get it. Mm. And those consumers that understand, right? The ones that are really focused on, you know, nutrition and environment and, and um, I guess, uh, good conscious foods. Right. Yep. Right? And how are they reacting? So you've been talking to a lot of people the last couple of days. So how are they reacting to your product? And uh, are, you, um, are you getting some traction? Uh, with we the, are. Yeah? Yeah, we good. are. People are, are really responsive. They think it's a great idea. It's intriguing, so there's a lot of mm. questions on how to use it, what are the applications, especially with the coffee flower. People are kind of mm. look at you a little side-eyed and really okay. and wonder what the applications are and how to use it. But it's um, all CFIA approved, all that stuff, right? Yeah. So it's all, you, you've obviously done all the legwork on that, yeah. right? I mean, when you think about it, it's just coffee and, and, and grain. Yeah, right. Right? right. And we use, I mean, people use coffee and, and tiramisu, right? Right. Yeah. You have coffee in it anyhow. So, I mean, it's not... Some weird, strange thing, right? From it's not cell far beyond in the lab, made in a lab or something. Yeah, just exactly. the opposite, right? Just the yeah. opposite, right? Yeah. So, so is is do you sell direct to get to kind of get to get the market going? Are you yeah. on like an Amazon or any? So of that we stuff? do we do online sales through our website. We mm-hmm. have our coffee oil on Amazon. Um, we're local in Alberta in some stores, smaller centers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're just trying to grow that. We want to get into you know larger retails. Mm-hmm. One of the things with upcycled foods is quite often it's very expensive hmm. because there is no technology developed. There are no pr- real processes for it. So that was one of our key things when we started. It's a, it's a scale of economics. Hmm. So we designed our own process um, so that we can produce large volumes and keep those prices low. There's some people doing some great things, um, but at the same point in time, their products aren't it's not unavailable to 80% of consumers. Yeah. It's more available to 10% of consumers. From a price point. From a price perspective. Point. Yeah. Yeah. So on Wednesday morning, I was the first uh, speaker. I was keynote here at Seattle at 830. And uh, as part of my keynote, I did talk about upcycling. So awesome. you'll, you'll, be, you'll be proud of that. Uh, Michael was in the room, and he also witnessed that I had to explain what upcycling was because mm-hmm. uh, I did get some questions from the floor. In a year from now, what do you think we're we going to be in terms of uh, people understanding upcycling? Are we are we getting are we getting somewhere, or is this? I think we a, are another buzzword that will eventually die off. I don't think. In order for upcycling to, to die off, I think you would have to see the focus around food waste and climate change die off. People mm. are, are... Which is not. 
which it's not. It's yeah. not going away, and uh, which is a good thing. Um, and and people want to see what's being done. Like, how do we do this, right? And and what can they do as a buyer, as a consumer, and stuff that helps support that. Hmm. So, you know, we're also working on a, on the technology side of developing that technology so we can do more cheaper and make it more affordable. So, I think. You know, education will come. People will learn more. Um, we've talked a little bit about kind of like the Pert commercial, right? I told two friends, and they told yeah, two yeah, friends, yeah. and it grows and it grows yeah. and it grows. So it's just education. We've had really good feedback on our products. We also make, you know, we make a high-protein pancake mix. We make mm. protein brownies. Really? So, are you, are you doing any um, influencer marketing? I mean, you've got your your trade marketing, which is is here. Are you doing any kind of influencer marketing or reaching out to people and saying, hey, use it and put it on YouTube, any of that stuff? You're we have about? a little bit with limited success. Mm. It's finding that right influencer in the right market. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's, it's not easy, right? That's, I, that's, I really look for celebrities that are, you know, their hair's thinning out <laughs> or it looks like they need to be eating a little better or something, you know. That's a funny uh, sell. You know, I, I spent... Uh, I spent some time as the CMO for Herbal Magic Weight Loss, and uh, we wanted a celebrity. Finding a celebrity to go through that process is very... Like, it's easy when you represent Rolex to go get a celebrity to wear your watch. Yeah. But it takes some time, right? It takes... Anyway, that's... I I hear from a lot of brands and a lot of retailers that, you know, that's... that's, Effort well spent, so to speak, yeah. you know? Yeah, and I think it is just finding the right influencer with the right audience and right. going that road. I, I do want to congratulate you for your success. Uh, you are from Alberta. Uh, I mentor and support many startups in Alberta. I work for, uh, I work with District Ventures okay. based out of Calgary. Uh, I'm also affiliated with CDL Rockies, which is actually with the... Uh, University of Calgary. I'm going to be there in a couple of weeks. Love that program. I know. Mm. It's great. I think it's amazing. Yes. And so I'm part of that program. And uh, some of the things I'm seeing in Alberta is amazing. I mean, you used to be in oil and gas. Mm -hmm. Now you're going into, you're transferring into food. Um, If I tell you, I think you represent the future of Alberta economically. Would you agree with that? (laughs) I don't. That's. I don't know about that one. There's, there's a. So a evangelize upselling. B represent the province economically. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. Just but, small but things. Just but there's you can something knock going on in Alberta. Isn't really there? good on my resume. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I mean Alberta for a lot. You know, this is kind of beyond our scope of talking about your product. But Alberta has long thought we need to diversify our economy a little that's bit. That's right. Right. Uh, away from. Oh, there is. Like, yeah, there's. Yeah. Um, you know, I know there's some other former oil and gas professionals that. Um, that have a tea company. Hmm. And there's a lot of... Alberta is really great for entrepreneurs in the way that it's... Uh, the creativity, mm-hmm. the risk factor, people are willing to take that chance. And maybe that could be some mentality spinoff from oil and gas, high-risk mm-hmm. business. and Drill a bunch of wells and hope one works kind of thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, and we're, you're, we're hmm. seeing a lot on the tech side, too. Like, Calgary's really seen an influx of tech companies and egg... Uh, digital data and stuff. So yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of cool things. It is a little tougher on the on the food side because we don't have co-packing capabilities. Mm. You see a lot of the a lot of that from Ontario, Quebec, uh, Lower Mainland, BC, and stuff. So we're a little bit. How was I was shocked to be honest, Sean, to see your government in Alberta decide to value local foods. 
I, I, I never would have expected that from, from Alberta. They launched a program. I can't remember the they name. They have a logo and a signature yeah. program, right? Because yeah. I, I was ta- we were talking to Ken Keeler yeah. from Calgary Co-op about it. He, yeah. Ken, was, Ken was on our, uh, our podcast, our podcast mm-hmm. at one point. And uh, so I was actually, so when I saw that, I saw, wow, that's, this, is, this is interesting. Interesting. There's a huge, you know, love local in Alberta is, is big. I yeah. mean, there's a, there's a really good network of entrepreneurs and, and food producers and it's really you know a lot of the, the grocery stores are, are you know have that local and that sustainable mm-hmm. program mm-hmm. so and they highlight it within their stores you can find you know local producers local foods so yeah. it's, it's a big benefit to the the provincial scene right yeah no, absolutely well yeah. Sean I can't imagine a better interview to start our Earth Day series of podcasts. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Well, listen, I want to congratulate you on your success year. Your, what, and what award did you win? Uh, we won gold for uh, Innovation of the Year. Wow. Where's your trophy? You know, uh, it's at my booth. It's at the booth. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah, yes. With a big arrow pointing down to it. <laughs> yeah, I hold it up. I try to get reflection off the light. Sean, it's not the Stanley Cup, okay? <laughs> for him it is. Well, for, maybe, I tell you, yeah, for him it is. Yeah, the Stanley Cup can end up in Alberta this year. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Flames are doing good. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, Sean, thanks so much for joining us on the Food Professor Podcast. Wish you much continued success thank and you. future success. We'll be watching. Bravo. And uh, congratulations, and thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for having us. Greatly appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us on this special bonus episode of The Food Professor. Stay tuned for plenty of great interviews from our podcast studio on the trade show floor in Montreal at CL, and stay tuned for our regular full-length episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you enjoy your podcast today.